I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Roar. Growl. Snarl. Bellow. Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast where we laugh, we cry, we make dumb jokes, and oh yeah, talk about dinosaurs. Uh, except not this week, we're talking about something else, but we'll get to it! <laughs> okay, uh, my name's uh, Matthew Donald, and this in each episode, I and a rotating set of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week, I'm joined by Camp Crusader and uh, nature aficionado, Natasha Kreck. Hello, everybody! Hello! It's so nice to catch you on what, when you're not on one of your adventures. I finally got you settled down a little. And... Ah, yes, for a weekend. You can thank my homework for that. Yeah. I gotta play with ArcGIS. Oh? Yeah, mapping software. Oh, okay. It only does what you want to half the time. Uh, and then the other half is user error, and maybe another third half is... It just doesn't want to run. Oh, God. That sounds frustrating. <laughs> but, oh, but you can create some fun maps with it. Well, yeah, I think you've shown me a couple of the maps that you've created, so yes. that's pretty neat. Um, I actually used it to create a map that got me into the backwoods. Ooh. Okay, so you like exploring, you like that kind of stuff. So yeah. here's a question I'm going to ask you, the dinosaur priest or gamma question. Pick a uh, time period and and a location that you would like to to walk and like hike in. Hmm... Well, just because it would be so dramatically different, I would love to go hiking through the Jurassic period. Yeah. Yes, it would be very, very dangerous. Yes, it would be. There's a, it depends on where you are. But I guess anywhere there's like the big predators, like Allosaurus or other, whatever equivalent there were in other places. Where... I would love a hike through the Jurassic just because it would be so dramatically different. I don't think we've got anything like it on you, planet Earth today. You know what I think you'd like? That might be a bit safer. You'd probably still get eaten by something. <laughs> probably. But, but a little bit safer, and you might like this because you like creepy crawlies. The Carboniferous period. <laughs> oh, that was an interesting period. Yeah. Remind you, it took me a long time to like creepy crawlies. I actually had to volunteer and work with them and right, understand at, them. At the Butterfly Pavilion, right? Yes, at our, in, our local... Neighborhood Invertebrate Zoo here in Colorado. Nice, nice. Please do check them out. They've got some unique programs. Uh, what, yeah, so we're at the Denver Zoo here is the one where we're at. So, But uh, check out your local zoo here. <laughs> yes, please do. Uh, always support them. They're good for animals and good for good for people to find out about them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I think the carbon diverse might be up your alley because there's like the bugs are the size of human heads <laughs> if not bigger yeah that's just the that's just some of the bugs some of the millipedes are like the size of cars and yeah, bigger than that they were some of them were close to the size of city buses if i'm oh. unless i'm exaggerating yeah, i think that's a, i think it's a bit big but yeah uh but some of them were quite big and 
and I don't know, there weren't that many. There were some amphibians that might that were kind of like crocodiles, and several reptiles were kind of like that that you might want to stick away from. Probably any time with the water, any prehistoric but, waters are terrifying. But I think you'd probably be safe. You'd be safer there than in the the Jurassic. I guess there was so much oxygen, though it might still be difficult to breathe. Technically, it would be impossible for a human to breathe. We can only take so much of oxygen okay. before it becomes a poison. Okay, so I guess never mind. It's not dang, it's not safer there, <laughs> unless you bring your own scuba gear. <laughs> well, pretty much, actually, to keep the right mix of oxygen, nitrogen. We've got mostly nitrogen right now. Right, exactly. Yeah, so the atmosphere is like seventy percent nitrogen or something. Give or take. Yeah. So any meteorologist can correct us in the comments. <laughs> of course, of course. All right. So this week we are talking about. Um, one of the more famous prehistoric animals, especially in B-movies. Yes, oh my gosh, this one is B-movie bait. Indeed, and speaking of bait, <laughs> shark bait, if you will. Indeed. We're talking about Megalodon. Yeah! I don't know if that's how the Screaming beachgoers everywhere. Uh, this was a shark, and it was a heck of a shark. In fact, it might be the ultimate shark. Uh, Honestly, yeah, with how it handled the waters, it was a creature in command. Yeah, like, it was about the size of a whale shark, if not bigger, but instead, other than, rather than being a, a pansy filter feeder, <laughs> or, like, just a, a cowardly filter feeder, it was a ripper, a parter, I know words. teeth were gigantic. It was everything a shark that you would expect a shark to be. But bigger. <laughs> in fact, it was, I think, around 60 feet long or 18 meters. Uh, it would have been anywhere from like 30 to 50 tons. This was a shark. It was the sharkiest shark that ever sharked. <laughs> and I know that there is some debate in the scientific community on the size, exactly, but right. until we find a complete fossil, which it was may not huge. ever happen. Sharks have evolved for like. Since the uh, Devonian period. In fact, sharks are older than trees, funnily enough. And they will be here long after. Oh, well. yeah, exactly. They, they'll outlive us. Uh, they've lived longer than dinosaurs. They've lived longer than trees, and they will live on forever. And this is the pinnacle. <laughs> and they will keep getting better. They've spent 350 years, 300 and so million years to evolve into this. <laughs> like Even today's sharks are... Incredible. Yeah, like the perfectly great, adapted. great white. The cookie cutter shark is a surprisingly badass shark because it bite, takes bites out of whales. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's been even known to cause problems on nuclear submarines. Oh, that's right. I read that's... the one instance where a cookie cutter shark bit off the nose of a nuclear submarine. Oh god! <laughs> Imagine having to explain that to your commander with a straight face. It's like uh, it's like a dog ate my homework, except like a shark ate my top secret government project. <laughs> uh, that guy would be next to the guy who had to explain to the general in charge of Area Fifty One what a Naruto run was. Oh right, we talked about Naruto ones one point. We were talking about Nasuto Ceratops. It's like is that uh, the is it? It was because at one point my co-host just. I actually said Naruto Ceratops, and I go, that's the one where it runs with its arms to its side. <laughs> <laughs> but Nasuto Ceratops is... Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, well, obviously, this does not need to be said, but I'm going to say it anyways, just for the etiquette of the show. It was a carnivore. Did you know that? That Megalodon <laughs> was a carnivore? With teeth like that? No, I think it's got to be eating seaweed. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> seaweed kelp. Oh, uh, yeah. Lived from the early Miocene to the late Pliocene, 23 to 3 million years ago. Good thing there weren't sailing ships back then. Exactly. And, uh, of course, as any YouTube conspiracy might tell you, oh, no, it's still around today. Oh, yeah, what, every two weeks? Hey, look, the Megalodon still exists. 
No, it doesn't, guys. And then, but the comments are like, oh my god, I believe. <laughs> that thing couldn't hide in the ocean. No. Heck, I had that discussion back in high school where, you'll have to forgive, but I was a little bit of a conspiracy theorist through that time. Yeah. Um, we discussed full on how this thing could live in the deep waters. Right. Turns out we didn't compensate for water pressure. That's the thing about pressure. Thing. Like, uh... Like, even if there was... Like, that's the thing. Some people are like, oh, you don't know what's lurking in the depths. Something big and scary. I'm like, even if there was something big and scary and Cthulhu-esque in the deep pressure of the ocean, guess what? They're built for that deep pressure. Yeah, so if they tried to go up and bother us, they'd probably expand and die. It would be very, very painful. It's it the, depends on steroids. It's basically the equivalent of us going into space. <laughs> <laughs> Explosive decompression. Yeah, although I haven't heard of anything that dramatic, but again, I don't travel all the time in marine actually, biology circles. I've actually I'm... read that one of the reasons why uh, spacesuits are so padded is because of the lack of pressure. That would make sense. So, that's one of the reasons. So, It's not just to help you breathe or to help you ex- keep you from being exposed to outer space. It's also just the pressure. Mm-hmm. Keeps you from leaving. We are surprisingly fragile creatures for we all are. the insanity we cause. Yeah, exactly. Um... Uh, so location, any temperate or tropical ocean, basically. It was just first described in 1843. Pop culture appearances, uh, so many. Way too many. Uh, Every other B-movie. Uh, Asylum has made a career off of Megalodon. <laughs> um... Pretty much every conspiracy theory website video, and also recently in terms of big-budget movies, The Meg with Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've heard is a surprisingly fun time. Like, it knows exactly what kind of movie it is. That sounds like a movie worth checking out. I have not seen it yet as yeah. of this podcast. I haven't seen it either, but I've heard it's really fun. <laughs> like, it's it pulls no punches. It doesn't it doesn't try and hide what it is. It's like, no, this is what I am, and you're going to love it. You know, and I love movies that do that, with, even if they're low-budget. I've got some favorite low-budget movies that just embrace I mean, like insanity. Sharknado? <laughs> yeah, although I haven't seen that one. That one I've heard is hilarious. I've watched I think other YouTubers review it. The uh, tagline for that movie is Enough Said, which is really funny. How am I surprised? When is it going to be a Megalodon Sharknado? Oh dear, don't give that idea to sci-fi. Oh, of course, um, tor- Tornadoes, that might be a bit too small for a Megalodon Hurricane. Mega cane. Yeah! <laughs> Not to be confused <laughs> with like a giant candy cane. No! no. It's, it's a Megalocane. <laughs> Crap. Nobody give that idea to the sci-fi channel. Uh, they're already it. working on it, I'm assuming. Knowing them and what's in their basement? Probably. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what's going to be? It's, it's going to be um, a bunch of normal sharks got exposed to nuclear waste. And then they got big. And then the hurricane hit. So not only is it a, a nuclear power... It's nuclear-powered hurricane with megalodons flying And nuclear-powered megalodons. Nonetheless, they explode when they touch something. Oh, no. It's like many nuclear bombs. Every... They go, oh, God. This is... <laughs> this has gone too far. Oh, no. That poor scientist that saw everything coming. Yeah, it's true. They always see this coming. Like, uh, our research shows that uh, we're going to experience a nuclear megalocane at any moment now. <laughs> Well, that's how every bad sci-fi movie starts, though. This poor scientist who got ignored. Right. Um, so. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, Megalodon. <laughs> what else can you say about Megalodon? There's so much to say about Megalodon. It's considered to be a, fam- a member of the family of Otodontidae. Tooth uh, sharks. And also, um, most of the time, okay, we always say Megalodon. And most m- most creatures, we say the uh, the genus name, not the species. But Megalodon, most people think is, in fact, its species name. It's um, it's genus Carcarocles, uh, Car- uh, which it was originally put into the same classification as genus Carcarodon, which is what the... Uh, the great white shark is in, but they've decided it's different enough to be different now. It's mm-hmm. it's considered Carcarocles. Car- yes, and that's only been in the past few years. Yeah. For the longest time, people thought that this was a great white shark on steroids. Basically, yeah. In Which fact, is a fun idea, yeah. considering what it was hunting. Yeah, it was, it was hunting, probably moving slower. It than was hunting whales, so it didn't need to be too fast. Yeah, and whales back then were pretty sizable. Yeah. Though not quite as sizable as today's. Yeah, exactly, no. But, like, it was hunting them. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, there's been a lot of different synonyms or different ideas for what the heck, where the heck this creature was classified into this. Because the thing about shark fossils, they're really hard to find because sharks have the unfortunate thing of not being made out of bone. They're, they're skeletons. cartilage. Cartilage, yeah. So. so we're lucky to have teeth. and Teeth is usually the only thing you can find of them. Although in the case of Megalodon, I understand that there's a few rare vertebrae out there. Right, and I think we found like most of the jawbone around it too, yeah. I think. Or Although, maybe... when it comes to sharks, sharks are rather nice in the vast majority of cases. That based on the size of the tooth, you can estimate the size of the jaw. Right, exactly. And but... the configuration of the jaw. With one particular prehistoric exception that I can think of that still drives paleontologists nuts to this oh, day. Oh, Helicaprion. Oh, yes, the spiral tooth one. Yeah. Oh. Well, that debate's still ongoing. I'm definitely going to do an episode of the, on that at some point. That one has always been a fascinating one just because of its It's weird crazy jaws. spiral buzzsaw mouth, yeah. Yeah. And science paleontologists to this day still don't agree on how and where the darn thing was oriented. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just so unlike anything else. It's mm-hmm. crazy. So yeah, me- so Megalodon, yeah, we know... So yeah, so Megalodon is the species, not the genus. Although sometimes it's gone back and forth like, oh, is it uh, a, a genus? Wait, no, actually, no, according to here, it was never considered the uh, genus. It was always the species. It was always the species. But it turns out, just in a basic bit of scratch research... That there are species of Megalodon, but the one we're talking about is obviously the most famous of them. Right, exactly. There's a lot of different uh, versions of it here, too. Um, so that means, based on uh, scientific uh, wording and such, the way the way the grammar of taxonomy, that whenever you say Megalodon, it should always be lowercase. Mm-hmm. So, because the, the, it always is that the um, genus is uppercase... The species is lowercase. Like, so, the, the first letter in terms of genus is uppercase. About right. Um, and this is why there actually is a correct way to spell T-Rex. <laughs> this is one thing I've always told people. That, like, a lot of people say, how do you spell T-Rex? Not Tyrannosaurus, but just T-Rex. A lot of people say, uppercase T, 
dash, uppercase R, E, X. No, that's not no. how you do it. It's a period instead of a dash, a and peri- lowercase r. Yeah, period, space, lowercase r, because you're saying this... Because it's Tyrannosaurus genus, species Rex. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a proper way to spell it. You don't call Homo sapiens H-sapiens. No. <laughs> like, you don't know, abbreviate it. It's H, capital H, period, lowercase s for sapiens. Yes, yes, with a space in between. Yes. So, yeah. So, Megalodon should be lowercase. Although, you know... who You know, it also... The way certain animals are, they have, like, common names. Mm-hmm. Like, a lion isn't... isn't. It's called usually a lion, and it's not called Panthera Leo, like yeah. a lot of people would say it would be. Like, that's a scientific name. But... So, when you say lion, that's lower... That's usually lowercase and not italicized at all, so... Yeah. So, I guess if you consider Megalodon to be its common name, which a lot of people... It's called that enough that it might be. Then you can say it uppercase you want, I don't know. You don't have to italicize it like most dinosaurs, though. Yeah. Or all dinosaurs, so... And, you know, continuing, it's a good thing that this thing is not around today. Oh, but I thought it was! I just watched a YouTube video about it! (laughs) The internet, it must be right! Right? Nobody check our sources! Okay, yes, no, yeah, it's a good thing because, yeah, most whales would be gone. (laughs) Yeah. Even a blue wouldn't stand too much of a chance against a megalodon. Well, blues are already hunted by orcas, aren't they? So, yeah. So and orcas get the other unfortunate nickname of being sea wolves because of how yeah, they hunt in packs. Yeah, I've heard that too. I mean, there's a reason they're also called killer whales too. Yeah. Man, uh, megalodon though it's crazy. Um, but yeah, you know a- though, megalodon would face some serious competition even from an orca, even though they're not even half the size. Well, that's the thing. Uh, one of the reasons why it went extinct as well. There's a lot of different reasons why it went extinct. Why it eventually killed it. One of them. Uh, this is a minor aversion, but it was competition, especially from. Have you heard of the whale Livia Titan? Yes. Or is it called Livia Titan, or is it called something else? Well, what's it, what it called? Let me check. <laughs> they're playing on the word Leviathan. Oh, right. I don't think it's Titan at the end. I don't know. Let's see. How does it? They're playing on the word Leviathan because of just its sheer size. It was a sperm whale on steroids. Basically. basically. Now, of... probably not related taxonomically, but. Right, right, right. Hold on. Where... For our listeners, it gives them something to familiar to think about. Hold on. This is driving me crazy. I want to make sure I live. Livitan Malvelli. Livy. Is its name. Livy. Okay, Livy. How do you spell it? Um, speak it into Google. I've noticed that that tends to work the best. Okay, I'm not. It's not auto correcting, auto completing on Wikipedia, but okay, that, yeah, it's not Livia Titan. <laughs> I, I, I don't know exactly how it's said. Some, some, of course, any serious paleontology person is already not listening to this because they're like, ugh, I want serious stuff. I don't want all these jokes. Oh, they're probably tuned out in the first two minutes. Yeah, exactly. So, this is more just for people who have a passing interest in dinosaurs like me and want to learn some a little bit more about it. So, I apologize if I pronounce some things wrong or get some certain things wrong. Uh, but yeah, no, one of the reasons why Megalodon went extinct was competition from that one, as well as other ones. But its main reason why it went extinct was the Ice Age. Yes, all its prey started migrating north and, and Megal- south. And Megalodon was stuck to the tropics because it couldn't deal with the cold waters. It was too well adapted. Yeah. That was its downfall. It was yeah, that's usually well when you're so specialized in a certain thing, that means when the thing changes, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, so Megalodon was starved to extinction, basically, because basically, all of its prey yeah. could go further up north while it had to stay in the warmer tropical waters. Mm-hmm. To and some of its prey got even smaller. Yeah, exactly, so it couldn't feed on that too mm-hmm. well. So, 
So, yep, Megalodon, unfortunately, or fortunately, actually, really, was is no longer with us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that thing would be horrifying. It's got a jaw span of, uh, as estimated, at six feet or more. Yeah, although, to be fair, would it really be that bad? Like, a lot of people are afraid of sharks, but, you know, the amount of people that get killed by sharks per year is, like, it's less than vending machines, yeah, right? which in and of itself is sad. <laughs> yeah, like... Americans, let's, come on, let's, let's... Do better. We're killing ourselves with vending machines. Oh, yeah, exactly. Just like, oh, I gotta shake it. There's that one potato chip thing that's just stuck in there. And crush. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, no, sharks don't kill that many people. Uh, Not really. They, uh, yeah, like... The news just loves to sensationalize Well, the thing is, though, when they do attack, which is rare, when they do attack, it is very, very bloody. Yes. But, very, very dramatic. Yeah, but most of the time they don't eat us because we, we don't... We taste bad. Yeah, exactly. They take one bite and then leave. <laughs> and honestly, sharks don't have any other way to tell other than to come in and bump or to come well, in and take a bite. A lot of times when people are like resting on surfboards, the shark mistakes it for a seal. So. Yeah, and if you look at the profile of a surfer from underneath and a profile of a seal from underneath... Right. They I mean, look very similar, especially yeah. for like a if you're a dumb shark. If you're a shark, yeah, they look. Exactly sharks just have really good senses, but sometimes they like their eyesight. Sometimes isn't the best. Like, no, they're relying mostly on their electrical sense at yes. that point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. So if there was a megalodon in the real, I mean, also it probably wouldn't attack us because we're small. Yeah, we are small and insignificant, <laughs> like, but our ships might pose an interesting. That's true. There, the ships might. I be might a problem. feel bad for the navy. Having to deal with them on a regular basis if they were around. Right, right, exactly. The nuclear submarines, the submarines, yeah, they would. Yeah, the submarines might get eaten. Yeah. The submarines might get destroyed. Because like you find sharks with all kinds of junk in their in their stomachs, they eat. Oh, no, like... especially the tiger sharks. Oh yeah, exactly. So marine biologists jokingly call them swimming garbage cans, and for good reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they are not picky. <laughs> exactly. So imagine a megalodon that was like that. It's like yeah, submarines would. They, they would be toast. <laughs> Even with sonar. Right, exactly. Okay, so we're going to write this uh, animal. At times, yes, in everyone's favorite part of the show, one out of 65 million. Honestly, this animal's pretty much perfect. 65 it million. It gets a solid 65 million. It's a shark. It's perfectly adapted to its environment. <laughs> yep, the only, the only downside, like, if the Ice Age hadn't happened, it probably would definitely still be with us. So. Yeah, and we would not be a seafaring species. <laughs> exactly. The boat would never be invented. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have automatically jumped to the plane just to avoid these things. Okay. Which, I guess that'd be kind of nice, then, in this alternate world, because... Hmm. Because... Well, no, the Ice Age wouldn't happen, so I was going to say, well, that means the Native Americans would be left alone. But if there was no Ice Age, that means we couldn't go to North America. And we'd all be on... Uh, the old Europe. world. Yeah, yeah because Europe, the reason Africa. why we got to North America is because of the Bering Strait. Yep. Because the, the sea levels were so much lower because of the Ice Age. Yeah, we'd still all be in the old world. Yeah, exactly. And since we're not developing boats. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, new world would be pristine and... The whole world would be a mess, but it'd still be a better world, probably. But probably. Anyways, so that's it for this uh, episode. Uh, get a hold, if you want to get a hold of the show, you can contact us at Matt D at MatthewDonCreator.com. You can find me on social media at MatthewDonCreator on Facebook, at MatthewDon64 on Twitter, and MatthewDon64 on Instagram. Yeah, you can email me. You can email my host. You can tell us why are you doing this dumb paleontological show if you're not even trying to say things correctly, like Levia Titan. What, what was the, seriously? What was I thinking? <laughs> I know, we're all slaughtering the Latin here. <laughs> yeah, forgive us. We're, I'm an English major, not a Latin major. And I was a history major. Did you know that there is a vit, that there's an ATM machine in Vatican that's the only ATM machine that has Latin as one of its language choices? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's interesting, now, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yep, if you're interested in writing, you should listen to my writing podcast, The Right Wits, where two twits talk about writing. Uh, not much more to say on that. Just If you like writing, we give advice and stuff. It's a, good, it's a good podcast. You've listened to a few of them, right? Yes, I've listened to a few of them. Alright, finally, uh, you can uh, plug... Uh, wait, uh, wait, plug. I was about to say plug my series, but that's all my <laughs> notes here. I'm going to plug my, megaz- my book series, Megazoic, the dinosaur sci-fi, available on Amazon for print and Kindle. If you like dinosaurs and you like laser guns but want to see them together, guess what? There, here's a book for you. <laughs> uh, leave a rating, give, buy a copy, support it, please. Support local artists. <laughs> And that's it. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Paleobites, uh, chomp, 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 Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.